Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I'm here with my co-host, Dustin Smith. And we are here to talk about the Auburn Tigers falling to the Texas A&M Aggies 83-78 to on the road out in Aggieland. Auburn falls to 17-7 and on the year and 7-4 and in the Southeastern Conference. Dustin, man, look, we got to do something about this officiating, man. SEC officials are pathetic. All right, and and before we even get into this game, look, I thought Auburn played a fantastic basketball game. Uh, offensively, even defensively, man, some of the fouls that were called were absolutely horrendous. But man, first, uh, how was your day? How you been doing? I know I struggled after watching this just pathetic performance from the Zebras, man. Yeah, his name is Pat Adams. Before the game, <laughs> that's the head official. That's his crew, Pat Adams. Yeah. Look him up. Before the game, uh, people were tweeting out on the Auburn beat, we don't win many games when Pat Adams is the head official. And I asked some questions. Why? Why is this a thing? Why are people saying this before a game mm-hmm. and then happens? Mm. So that's I'm, – I'm pissed off, buddy. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm pissed off. We're a flawed basketball team. We, have a, we make a lot of mistakes. We can't play the Zebras as well. Mm. Yeah, man. Look. I hate to even ask this, but do you think this is like a shot at Bruce Pearl? Honestly, I look, I'm not one of those guys that wants to get on here and blame officials for losing, but man, something's going on. Like after the Tennessee game, all right, we have that question. We we can even pan back to the final four, Dustin, and look at that like we've talked about before. Yeah. And then you get this last night where, let's be honest, man, one team shot 40 free throws and the other team didn't even get to 15. I think, what, Texas A&M shot 39 free throws? If, if I'm, let me see here. Let's see if we 39. can pull it up. There it is, man. A&M shoots 39 free throws and Auburn shoots 14. That's pathetic, man. That's uncalled for. How does a team even play defense, man? How do you defend? But, I mean, what, A&M scored on, what, their final, what, 12 possessions, it seemed like, something close to that? 10 or 12, something like that. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and they were going down low because they were going down I was trying not to fall out. I don't I don't know if it's a thing with Bruce or what. I just, like you said, coming off of what happened Saturday versus Tennessee, and then we get mm-hmm. that where we shoot one free throw in the first half. Mm. How are we supposed to feel? Mm. It's not like, remember when we played Duke and Maui? And they shot 35 yeah. free throws and we shot like seven and everybody was yeah. pissed. I said, you know what? They did get some calls because they were Duke. And you gotta expect that when you play Duke. But we shot however many threes that game. Like that mm-hmm. was the way we played basketball that year. That was gonna be the case more times than not. We didn't mm-hmm. play that style of basketball last night. We were in the paint with them. We were banging with them. It was a physical basketball game. And we got teed up when we talked. 
But mm. they were talking to our bench all night, and they didn't get anything. Mm. I just and there it was such a discrepancy. There's one of yeah. two things that happened last night. One of two things, either mm -hmm. we don't win a lot of games when Pat Adams' crew officiates the game. At that, at which point that opens up a whole nother line of questioning. Why? Why is he allowed to officiate our games? If I was somebody at Auburn, I would be asking that question right now. If I was at Auburn, I'd be trying to find some answers out. Um, what's what's going on? We didn't we didn't even get an apology tweet, which you know you can shove the apology up your ass as far as I'm concerned, but we didn't even get the apology tweet for the Tennessee game. We yeah. didn't get anything. We're yeah. just supposed to accept it. And shout out to Zach Blackerby and Dale Daffridge. I want to use the story they said because I thought it was very enlightening. On their reaction to Cheryl tonight, they did uh, Daryl did a story or he told a story about when he 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 talked to an uh, an active SEC coach, head coach, mm -hmm. and this coach told him that there are certain officials that have walked up to him and said, "Hey, you ain't got to worry about nothing tonight, coach. You got the A team." Wow. I got news for whoever these people are. Wow. We ain't paying money to see you. I'm That's not paying money to see you. I don't get off work, rush home, get a shower, golf my dinner down, try to get my house clean to watch the six o'clock tip to see yeah. your dumb ass, man. I don't. You ain't, mm -hmm. you ain't supposed to, I'm not supposed to know your name, but we'll talk about that in a second too. That needs to change. Mm. Yeah, man. And, and, one thing about that is, look, I, I think we need to know names. I think we, ne we need to know how many times you've officiated each team. I think we need to see you at the podium answering questions. What went through your mind? What did you see during this call? And I think you need to give an explanation on the biggest moments in the game. Why did you go to replay, you know, and look at something that was ticky-tack and want to call a flagrant foul on it? Because I'll tell you something, all right? They wanted to call a flight. They wanted to call a, a, a foul on Cardwell when he landed on what was his name, Garcia, or I, I, I can't remember the guy's name. But when he yeah. when he flushed it home and he landed on the guy's back, they wanted to t to tee Cardwell up. They wanted to call something on him, all right? And and the guy from A and M, he was like, "No, we're good. We fell like he fell on me trying to land." But, man, go back and watch that film. They immediately, like, looked at each other, and they were like, ah, oh, you know. And then you could just see them, all right? And I hate being the guy to sit here and blame officiating for a loss. I hate it. I can't stand it, Dustin. But to look at this graphic rolling across the bottom of our screen, Auburn had 27 fouls to Texas A&M's 17. That's piss poor. It's unacceptable. There is no – way you can have that wide of a margin there's no way how does a team even defend how do you play defense dustin because you know you're about to get whistled you know it it's coming don't and you saw it last night yeah and the thought of this like i said that's a 10 foul discrepancy when both played the team there wasn't contrasting styles here we played in the paint, beating and banging with them the same way they mm -hmm. did with us. It was the same kind of game. It's what the SEC's been all year unless you watch Vanderbilt, Alabama. In the paint, banging, dirty basketball. Because there's not a lot of yep. good offensive teams in this league. And that's what you had last night. You had two teams that come and go with offense but play good defense. And you decided to call it specifically one way. And don't tell me, oh, well, it's on the road. Man, maybe a call yeah. or two because you're a human and you're influenced by the crowd. But these numbers, nah, Some, something smells, something's up, bro. Something stinks. Yeah, no doubt. And and let's, let's jump into this thing, all right? In the first half, man, Auburn, this was really one of the turning points in the entire game, in my opinion. Auburn is out to a, a nice little lead. Auburn hit a run. They go up, I think, seven. And Flan comes down and, and buries a three. Okay, Auburn goes up 10. I think it was 32 to 22. And you see Alan Flanagan look over to the Texas A&M bench, Dustin, and he just blows a kiss. All right. What comes next? Dude, back to, he backpedals twice and they T. All right. Technical foul. Let me tell you something, man. 
it not only did it change the game in the first half, all right, because Texas A&M got two free throws and the ball. This is piss poor, okay? This, what are we teaching our youth nowadays, okay, that you can just be absolutely piss poor soft in this world today, all right? Talking trash is a part of the game, man. Do we not remember Reggie Miller in the garden looking at Spike Lee going, ah, you know, choke, the Knicks are choke artists. Like, get off my back. You've been chirping at me, but I'm here chirping back at you, bro. Like, do we not remember just a couple weeks ago, Dustin, LeBron and and uh, the Brooks kid, they get into it. They're at the free throw line chirping. LeBron's like, hey, bro, you got one more time, all right? I don't play that. Like, that ain't me. You make one shot, and then you want to talk trash. And they're sitting there barking back and forth. Did anybody get teed up there? No, Dustin. Like, I'm sick of this, man. I'm sick of it. Like, back when we were in school, man, you go back 10, 15 years ago, talking trash was an art. It was a way to get in somebody's head. It happened. Let me tell you something, man. There were some things that were said back when I played sports that you didn't want to even know what we were talking about, man. Like, Mm -hmm. like we would get on a different level of talking trash. And now like even in the West Virginia game, all right. Um, excuse me, not the West Virginia game, the Tennessee game last Saturday, uh, their big man hit the two small on us. And uh, we see it every basketball game. Somebody turns around, Hey, too small. All right. Teed up. Like, come on, bro. (laughs) It's getting ridiculous, man. They're kids. Let them talk trash. Let them celebrate a little bit. Like, it's it's gotten out of control, Dustin. I can't get behind it, man. Like, I don't know what this world is coming to at this point that you want to put your stamp on a college basketball game and you want to tee a kid up for blowing a kiss? You want to tee a kid up for blowing a kiss? Like, where are we even at, man? that you give a team two free throws for absolutely nothing, and, and then they get the ball back. And guess what? After Auburn makes a bucket, all right, then they go on a 12-0 run, all right? They go on a 12-0 run and end up going – I think they took a three-point lead, like 37-34 to 34 with a minute left in the first half, and then Joe Nye gets a bucket to close it within one. So now the script has completely flipped, all right? Off of that one – call, man. You could see it completely drained Auburn in that first half. That one call. Piss poor. I'm sick of seeing it. It's pathetic, man. Like, it's got to stop. You have to go to the podium and tell me why you blew the whistle and called a tech on Alan Flanagan for blowing a damn kiss, man. Come on. You know, the the problem that I have with this, too, is is not only is it soft, not only everything you said is right, buddy. It's just this was it. Like, this was just blowing a kiss. You kidding me? We were shooting birds. Like, I, yeah. I don't I, I don't know. Um, there's you can you can respect the game. You can keep it under control and there still be trash talk, bro. Yeah. When my when MySpace came out, okay, I was in. We were in school when MySpace came out. I don't know what yeah. y'all did up in Mobile. I don't know what we did. I searched all my opponents and started finding out stuff. Oh, here's your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Let me DM her real quick. See if I can holler at her. Like, we went to a level, man. Like, I don't, I don't get yep. what I don't get what this is. What is it? What are you doing? What is it hurting? Like, and here's my main thing. Ultimately, it's a business. Ultimately, mm-hmm. it's a product. Yep. Okay. Who who of your consumers are sitting in the stands going, if they don't reprimand that young man for blowing that kiss, then I'm getting up and leaving. Or I'm yeah. turning off the TV. Who are those people? They don't exist. It's kind of the same thing when you put end racism on a football helmet. Is a Klansman going to not be racist now that you put this on the helmet? Then yeah. He's still probably going to be racist. So, yeah. like, a lot of these things to me are just, it's just silly. It doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. The NHL a couple of years ago flirted with taking fighting out. Yeah. Like, come like, on. When, when, when everybody goes to a hockey game and goes, damn, I hope I see a fight. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like, well, that's your whole thing. So mm-hmm. I just it's, – it's crazy, man. I don't understand that uh, in football with targeting. Yeah. Everybody. I've been in the stadiums a million times now when it happens, even the opposing fans. I hope your kid don't get thrown out for that. Yeah. Like, no one's with it. So your customers are not a fan of this part of your product. Nobody. Everybody hates it. Universally, it's hated. No one likes it. No one respects it. And even the people that don't have the biggest problem with it, as me and you, like I said, mm-hmm. it's still not going to – let's say let's say that game got even chippier. Let's say that there was a couple of uh, pushes and and it, it got to a little point. Maybe there was some more trash talk and there was yeah. a couple scrums. And? A and sports, what? bro. That's oh, sports. Oh, God. What, what, what if – a rivalry developed out of that between Auburn and A&M, and then mm-hmm. we played them in the SEC tournament. And everybody goes, oh, shit. You remember what happened last time these two teams played? And now all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. ratings jump up. And you get more money, which is what all you care about anyway, because that's why USC and UCLA are in the freaking Big Ten now, right? That's all you care Preach. about. So Preach. what are we doing? What are we doing? What is, it doesn't even line up with anything. It makes no sense. And I'm just supposed to sit back as an Auburn fan and go, well, we just, for some reason, we're always on the wrong end of these, mm. but it's not a conspiracy. And, oh, it's just part of the game. And, oh, it's just on the road. And maybe they don't like Bruce Pearl. No, I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of being up against Alabama and baseball and it being sunny outside. But Bama, they can't get this. They can't get, they can't lose this series right here. <laughs> then we can't, oh, we got to try to get Bama in the SEC tournament. Ball game. It's raining. It ain't raining. <laughs> oh, we can't resume the game. It's 2.45 in the afternoon. They got school tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, would you do this if we were playing Kentucky? I don't no. think you would. Hey, buckle up, everybody, because we play Bama Saturday. Guess who's not going to be on our side? The damn officials. You got a point, man. You got Even a in point. Neville. Even in Neville. We're going to get screwed, everybody. You got a point. I mean... Yeah, it's just, highly, yeah. I mean, like like you said, man, coming off of what we saw Saturday at Tennessee and then to get this performance and you can even go back to the Final Four and, and just – it just looks like, you know, like I said, I hate to be that guy, but it looks like it's a shot at Bruce Pearl. And then, you know, some fans come out after the game wanting to take a shot at Bruce Pearl saying he was getting into it with a fan and all this and – you know, you want to make up all these rumors and what he said and all that. Man, get out of here. Uh, go kick rocks. That was a what reporter. is that? That was a Texas A&M reporter. Oh, wow. That, a Texas that A&M tweet. reporter. That tweeted that, yeah. Jesus, that makes it worse. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, well, yeah, well. You're a clown. You're a clown, all right? Like, BP ain't trying to get into it with no Texas A&M fan or nothing like that, man. Like, get out of here, man. That's just stupid. Absolutely stupid, man. But we have to do something about SEC officiating, man. It, it's to a point where it's just ridiculous. It's not. It's not even making it fun to watch anymore. Oh, like it, it's it's pathetic, man. But getting into this game, Dustin, one of the guys that I wanted to talk about for the Auburn Tigers is Jalen Williams. And um, we're gonna throw this up here, this little graphic right here, man. Uh, Jalen Williams had twelve points on four of eight shooting, three of five from three. Man, what were your thoughts on Jalen? Should he have shot it more? Uh, and how and how did he play last night? Eight times, yeah. He shoots seven times under my number. My number's mm. not going to change for Jalen. What I know he went. I know he went one of ten. I don't yep. care. Keep Come shooting. Come back it. out. Come back. Listen, there's a video somewhere of Allen Iverson telling a story about when he was at Georgetown, and or was somebody telling a story about Allen Iverson? But mm-hmm. he went over seventeen. And then at the very end of the game, he hits a meaningless shot at the buzzer and walks over to George, or to Syracuse's bench and says, but bleep, 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 in your eye. And, they, <laughs> and like, and, and, and they were just so, they were just so caught off guard by it. And it's like, we, we need some guys yeah. that got that, that, that got that. And, and Jalen brother, like three, you're three from five from three. Mm-hmm. Be five for 11. Like, mm. shoot Talk that thing, me. man. Hint, Jalen and Leor Berman, mm-hmm. why are y'all keep hesitating on wide open threes? Y'all are the oh. two best three-point shooters on the team. 
Let that thing fly, baby. Let it fly, Jalen. You're the best. Jalen Williams, if you ever see this, you are the best player on this team, man. You're the best player on this team. You got to Bro, and, and, and you brought up a good point. Like last night, like Lior, did you see where he got the ball at the top of the key and he shot fake and then put the ball on the ground and he, he ended up turning it over? Like let it fly, bro. Let it fly. You were That's one of the guys there. on this. Yeah. Like you're one of the guys on this team that since you're only getting nine minutes, let it fly. <laughs> let it, shoot it. Hit a three, man. Like do it. Shoot it. That's why you're out there, bro. Like, come on. And as soon as like when I was live last night and I saw him put it on the ground, I was like, no. And then he turned it over and I I just like, oh, what are we doing? You know, like, come on, Lior, let it fly, bro. Uh, Jay will be, it's a confidence thing, Dustin. It's a confidence thing. You can tell, man, like sometimes he just shies away from it and it's there. The talent's there. The shot's there. Shoot the basketball, bro. Like two is that dude that can get it done for this Auburn team, man. Like, and I know I'm hard on this team. And like last night I tweeted, I was like, man, we're booty, but we're really not. All right, we have guys like Jay Will that can go three of five from three. But if he keeps shooting that thing, maybe he goes five of seven or, or five of eight or, you know, shoot it, man. Shoot the basketball. So that's what I want to see more out of Jalen Williams. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, man, Wendell Green Jr., uh, another solid performance from him, 20 points on eight of 18 shooting with six assists. Dustin, man. Like we've always said on this podcast, Wendell Green Jr. just needs help at the other guard position, man. That's it. You need help at the two. Wendell Green Jr. plays lights out again. I actually like what BP did with Trey and Wendell on the court at the same time last night. I want to see yeah. more of that. I really, really like that. Trey's his IQ and his court vision is absolutely phenomenal. I know you made a great point last night in the live when you said when he gets polished as a scorer down the road in his career, he's really going to be deadly. And I do agree with that, man. But Wendell Green Jr., Dustin, uh, another solid performance. The thing I love about Wendell's performance is he had struggled in two games back-to-back for a and m going back to the tournament yeah. and then going back to earlier this year. They had the recipe for him. And we've, we figured the defense out last night. Mm-hmm. Um they we beat we beat them pretty early on it, and then they didn't really run that trap anymore. Um, yep. that was the most impressive thing to, for me when finally cracked this puzzle. And I mean, dude, like we we react to every game, so yeah, you can go you can go back and listen all the way back to football. And I can promise you, back to football, <laughs> we weren't never blaming the refs. There was somebody that we were blaming, but it wasn't the referee. <laughs> and you can go back and listen to all the basketball games. Not one time have we ever come in here and blame the refs. We lost mm-hmm. a game last night because of the officiating. Point blank, period. I'm not going to uh, – you can't convince me anything. Are there things that we could have done better? Yes, sure. Look at the free throw count. Look at the way they called the fouls. Wendell played a, a good enough game for us to win. I thought that on the road versus the opponent that it was versus, this was one of his better performances this year. This is what we need away from Neville. This is the Wendell we need away from Neville. Yeah, man. And, you know, Wendell puts up 20. And and Zepp even hits two threes and gets you six points, but two and three quarters. But but guess what? But guess what? All right, KD Johnson nowhere to be found, man. Five points, mm. back to the old KD. Yeah. You know, and and then look, look at your bench, Dustin. Look at your bench. You get five from KD, three from Lior, zero from Trey, two from Dylan, Chris Moore. I don't know where he's been since the injury, uh, non-existent. And then Yoan Treor was zero, man. So uh, that's 10 points from your bench, Dustin. We got to be better, man. We got to be better. It's just – it's – it's a struggle, man. It's a struggle. We have to be better. Katie Johnson has to be better. All around this team has to be better. Uh, We have to – we had to gut one out last night and just somehow find a way to win that basketball game. Because my question to you, Dustin, is now we're 17 and seven. We're in the heart of our schedule. We still have to play Tennessee again. We have to play Bama twice at Kentucky. 
you know, we still got to play Missouri, man. So, you know, what does this Auburn team have to do to keep themselves in the tournament and not find themselves as a one seed in the NIT, man? You got to learn how to close. That's the problem. Like, yeah. you go back to all these performances, man. We're not closing. We're not – we're just not coming in clutch. We're not – there's nobody out there that's hitting that big shot when they need to hit that big shot. Mm-hmm. When we get down to, like, two and a half minutes to go, we all of a sudden – like, last night, we played good. That was our, one of our better offensive performances, all things considered. Like, you know, the environment, who you're playing, that kind of deal. And then them final possessions are dog shit. And yeah. it's just – you know what I mean? And like I I look at I don't there's just there's some weird stuff going on. I, I said Zep hit two two and three quarters three because that third one he that third one did everything but go down. Yeah. And in these past four or five games, I feel like we've had a hundred rim outs. Like yeah. e- there are so many just like every loose ball right now is not going our way. Every call right now is not going our way. We're constantly, I mean Go back to the Tennessee game. We have four or five threes rim out of that, and several Janai's uh, post shots just rimmed out. Mm-hmm. Like we just have not been catching breaks, and we've lost four out of five. We just have had a lot of bad luck, and I'm not saying we haven't earned the majority of those losses. Yeah. Up until last night, I feel like we've earned every loss this season, and like we're a flawed team. But we got to figure out how to close, man. We got to figure out Great when point. these games get tight somebody has got to step up and a little criticism to Bruce. You got to come up with something better than what you came up with last night. That wasn't it, bro. That wasn't it. And I said before the time, I texted back forth my brother. I was like, man, I hope, I hope we don't put the ball in the wind's hands right here. And, and, and listen, when played a great night and all that, whatever, we got a big enough sample size right now. Where he ain't, he ain't hitting that shot in the end. He ain't closing. And, we airballed several in those final couple of minutes. We started airballing them. Like, whoa, guys, it's you got to come on now. Well, Dustin, I don't know if you were listening to me on the live, but I said that this ball is going to Wendell Green Jr. and it's not yeah. going to anybody else because for some reason we can't draw up a final play for nothing, man. It, it's a it's a logo win three. That's what you're gonna get. That's what you're always gonna get. That's Even what you got Jabari. last season. Yeah, that's what you got last season. Somehow you have Jabari Smith last season, and he doesn't get the last shot. Wendell Green Jr. does. I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't know. Like you even come off the bench, and that's what you have drawn up is just absolute trash, man. So you know, once again, when he takes that shot, Joe Nye gets called for his fifth foul. He's frustrated. He's you know, barking at the officials, uh, making his case. But, man, Joe Nye Broom, another guy that I wanted to talk about uh, mm-hmm. with another solid performance. I feel like the dude brings it night in, night out with 18, uh, 18 points, 10 boards of, of 8 of 11 from the field, man. I thought he played a solid game down low. Yeah, he's Mr. Dependable. These are his numbers every night. Every night, lately we've been talking about L's, and then we at least get to mention how good Janai played. And the thing yeah. about the thing about this is he's in foul trouble the whole time. I mean, he's got to play his guy, and he's going to worry about the zebra that's breathing down his neck. So that makes this even this that makes this even more impressive. Yeah, man. And he had to deal with Marble last night, one of the best bigs in the SEC. Man, that dude, uh, he just felt like he was unstoppable down the stretch. Uh, and I know Joe Nye really had to be careful there with the with the fouls and everything like that. But man. Uh, just a tough loss. It felt like a deflating loss, Dustin. Uh, just one that just, you know, yeah, got you right in the feels, man. But what is Auburn – how did they rebound for Saturday with number three Alabama coming into town for college game day? You seen the Bama fans on Twitter this week? I mean, Yeah, man. Yeah, they're, they're Bama fans. Uh, that's Alabama. So, if you if you care about the jersey that you're putting on, if you care about the university that you play at, if you care mm-hmm. about the program that Bruce Pearl has tried to build, if you care about the Auburn family and all these things, then yeah, you're gonna run them out the gym. I mean, that, that should mm-hmm. be, that should that should be the goal. Mm-hmm. And we celebrated, right? Bruce did the crane kick. We waved the broom in the air, all that. So they're gonna come with it, and they're a really good team. Uh, everybody that's probably paying a thousand dollars to go to that game, you better be loud, like. 
you know, I better not see anybody sitting down, even up in the, in the top seats. You know, you, we're going to have to bring it. It's going to have to be an all-in type effort. Um, they're a really good team, and this is the perfect opportunity for us to finally beat a good team and put a good one on the resume. And mm. if, all you got to do, Blake, is get a couple of those, dude. And we have yeah. the opportunity. We got to win. Like, we got to beat Ole Miss. We got to beat Missouri. And man, if you if you be, say you say you beat Alabama at home, you handle business versus Missouri, which Missouri is a good team. But yeah. say you handle business versus Missouri, you beat Ole Miss like you should, and then what if you what if you slip up and still won in Kentucky? Yeah. Well, now you no got doubt. a nice now you got a nice resume, and and none of what I just said is impossible. Yeah. We're in these games. We got to figure out how to close them. I I personally I would like to blow them out. Well, now that I think about it, I hope Saturday is close. I hope it is 74 to 74 with 30 seconds to go. And I hope somebody on this Auburn team decides that I'm going to be the guy. Because if you want to, if this team wants to do anything, you're going to be in these moments from here on out. So somebody, and here's, here's my thing with it, Blake. This is the problem I have with some of these things that this team does. You're too old. You're too old. Johan played two minutes last night and we're, and we don't, we don't depend on Trey. So the guys that are out there in these moments, you're too old to still be making these mistakes. Yep. There's no reason for you to, to start airballing with a minute and a half to go because the moment's big. Sphincter holes too, get tight. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. You're too old yep. for this. This is too veteran of a team to make these mistakes in crucial moments. Get it Get it figured out. Get it together. Mm, man, good stuff right there. I absolutely agree with you, man. I, I think you're going to see – think you're going to see a motivated Auburn team. I know they let one get away last night, uh, but like I told you, I don't think they're going 0-2 this week, Dustin. I don't, all right? We need a big-time win. We need a resume boost. Got to get this one. And, and I think this is your chance, man. I think this is your moment to step up and show the country that you do belong in the NCAA tournament because a lot of people are doubting you right now. There's been some people calling you frauds, and, uh, you know, you need to step up and, and, and show the country that you belong. So – Man, a huge opportunity. Like you said, every fan needs to be on their feet the entire day. I mean, I don't care. During warm-ups, you need to be rowdy. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to hear anybody. I don't want to hear any stories of anybody sitting down, uh, taking a break, nothing. I don't care if you're 82 years old. I want to see you getting after it Saturday. Okay. So, uh, man, a tough one to swallow. It 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 hurt. Just one of them that just, you know, knife in the chest, man. Tough one to take right there. But hopefully we rebound Saturday. So uh, with that, man, I know before we get out of here, Dustin, there's a big game this Sunday, man, the Super Bowl. We got the Eagles and the Chiefs, man. I know you wanted to make a quick prediction. Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes. How's Pat Mahomes feeling? I know he's got the ankle, but Jalen's got the shoulder. You got the Kelsey brothers. I feel like they're yeah. making that a huge storyline. Oh, yeah. uh, his parents are getting interviewed. Uh, he's they come on the podcast and everything. Just a uh, an overall great story with two great teams, uh, two great head coaches. Andy Reid, automatic first bid Hall of Famer man. Uh, just just really good storylines through and through for this matchup Sunday, man. Who you got? So, I hate the Eagles. Full disclosure, mm-hmm. I hate the Eagles. And I was at a Buccaneers game back in the – Mike Glennon was the quarterback. And Greg oh, wow. Schiano, yeah, and Greg Schiano was the head coach. Yeah. Uh, we were 0-8, and, and I already had the tickets, so I made the trip. And I made the trip because I was like, you know what? At least I'll see Michael Vick. I'll see Michael Vick ball on my team. Hell, Mike Vick tears his hamstring in the warm-ups. Yeah. So I got to see Nick Foles ball on my team. <laughs> uh, but – there was a lady, and, you know, like I said, we were 0-8. Yeah. And Glennon throws his third pick of the day. And he obviously comes off to a chorus of boos. And there was a lady that tapped me on the shoulder, decked out in Eagles regalia, and she had she pointed at me and said, you are a bad fan. <laughs> and I thought, coming from an Eagles fan, yeah, I was like, Santa Claus ain't around, is he? <laughs> like, that's Okay, the man just throwing three picks today. Okay, uh, so I'm going. I've I've never liked the Eagles since that moment. And uh, if Rondé Barber shut down the vet with a pick six back in 02. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Buccaneers, baby. That was an old rivalry going back in the day, the Bucks versus the Eagles. We battled yep. it out for a long time, and Don McNabb had our number, and we finally got over the hump. Um, I think Pat Mahomes is just unbelievable, man. He's the second oh. – I don't know. I get, He might – second best quarterback in the NFL. And Who's um, first? Who's Joey first? B, Joey B. Oh, my man, putting Joey B at one. I like it. I yeah, so like look, it. Mahomes has the chips, and Mahomes is more established. Yeah. Joey B gonna get Joey B gonna get chips. Let's not sit here and act like Joey B ain't about to get chips. I and like it. Andy Reid, like I'm not. You're picking hairs, right? You're picking yeah. hairs. It's yeah. just like this whole MJ versus LeBron thing today, which is why I got my Kobe shirt on because you are all forgetting a very important person in that debate. Mm. But um, situations, right? Like, mm -hmm. what if Joey B went to Patrick Mahomes? This dude went to the Bengals. The Bengals. Who, who Pat McAfee had to shame into building an indoor practice facility in Ohio. Like, this franchise is notorious for being a dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and he, in the first year, he gets them to the chip. And then this year, mm -hmm. loses a, a very close game that should have went to overtime. Um, yeah, and they're, they're both great. But I... I think Mahomes is the truth. I respect the hell out of Andy Reid. Um, and Nick Sirianni has done a great job at Philly, and Philly has one hell of a roster. But I think it's going to be a good game. I think that Oklahoma Sooner quarterback Jalen Hurts has surprised me a lot. I didn't think he was going to be this good, but he did the best thing for his career by getting out of Tuscaloosa and going to Oklahoma and then mm. being successful because, you know, Bama sucks. And I'm going to go – I'm going to go Chiefs 27 to 21. Chiefs 27 21. Chiefs 27 21. Dustin, look, I'm going to roll with the Oklahoma quarterback, man. I'm going to take okay. Jalen Hurts and this Philadelphia. I'm going to take this Philadelphia defense, man. Uh, okay. I like I like the the pressure uh, that Philly puts on the quarterback, man. Um, I really like the front seven of Philly, and I think they can get to Pat Mahomes. Him on the ankle, I'm not sure. You know, I know he's going to play and gut it out, yeah. but I'm not sure if he's 100% Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is ready for this moment. I'm not going to pick against him because I think he is that dude. And like he always says, make sure you check your box, all right? Make sure you check your box. And I think he's ready to check his box, man. I really do. I, I think they have the weapons. I think they have the ground game. And then you have to account for for Jalen and his legs. You know, uh, he's not yeah. going to beat you with over-the-top speed, but uh, he will take off and run that thing, and, and he can also beat you with his arm, man. So we know he, he's got Devontae out there and A.J. Brown, and it's just it's a lot of weapons, and everybody's pointing at Kansas City, man. Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City. You know, Pat Mahomes, all the weapons he has. But I'm telling you, man, this Eagles defense reminds me of the last time Kansas City was there against the Bucks, man. Uh, that defense of Tampa really got to Pat, and I think this, I, I think this Eagles defense can do the same thing, man. I really do. Uh, give me the Eagles. Give me the Eagles. Thirty to twenty-three. Give me the Eagles thirty to twenty-three, man. Jalen Hurts gets it done. Um, thanks, Lincoln Riley in the post game uh, for making him <laughs> what he is today. Um, you know, whatever they want to claim. Hi, man. That's, that's like us. That's like Bo Nix going to the league and us saying built by Auburn, you know, yeah, no, yeah. bro was built by Oregon. All right. A, he's a duck. Uh, yeah. He's a duck, bro. So, you know, uh, give me, yeah, give me the Eagles, man. I'm, I'm going out on a limb. I like the Eagles. So, uh, but man, like one thing you brought up about the NBA real quick before we hop out of here, uh, LeBron breaks the all-time scoring record uh, and a historic moment, whatever, how you, however you, you want to look at it. I know there was a big uproar on social media today. Is he the GOAT? Is he not the GOAT? Uh, in my opinion, that is not even a debate. Uh, he is not the GOAT, no. in my opinion. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, Dustin. Look, it comes down to killer instinct for me. And, I, and I, I talk a lot of stuff about players, you know, nowadays being soft and sports being soft and officiating being soft. And 
it comes down to the the mama mentality and the Jordan uh, slit your throat in the big moment. You know, yeah. uh, Jordan wasn't going into a finals and he wasn't taking defeat. He, he wasn't going to accept it. Michael Jordan said, hey, look, I've never lost. All right. I've just ran out of time a couple times. All right. But I've never lost. And that's the mentality that LeBron doesn't have. LeBron wants to be Mr. Nice Guy, bro. That's just how he is, right? He's a pass-first guy sitting in fourth place on the all-time assist leaderboard, and uh, he's a pass-first guy, and he wants to get his teammates involved, which there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, all right? I'm cool with that. But one thing that kind of got me last night, bro, is like you – all the celebrating – and yeah. your team lost. You lost. Yeah. You lost, bro. And then, like, AD was like, they were like, hey, what could you do? And he was like, win games. So, what's going on, man? Like, I know you're going to celebrate it because it's one of the greatest things to ever be done, and it was a 40-year record. But at the end of the day, bro, you're still, what, you're sitting 13th in the West? And what's crazy to me is Lakers fans are MVP, MVP, and I'm like, Bro, you're not even going to make the playoffs. Like, what are you talking about? MVP? You, you're you're almost dead last in the West. Like, check yourself at the front door. Come on, man. Uh, but, you know, congrats to him. I'm not a – you know, I used to be a big LeBron fan, but I'm not anymore uh, just because of his actions over the past couple of years and yeah. some of the things that he goes on and on and rambles about and all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, man, your thoughts on LeBron breaking the record? Um, well, yeah, I don't want to like, I want to just gloss over it out. Like it's not a big deal. The amount of hard work he got to put into yeah. like the amount, of, the amount of hard work he's put into his body to be this good for this long, you know, and he, he's an all time great, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is not an exaggeration. It, and I, uh, I grew up playing ball, like basketball is my first love. Um, I haven't watched the NBA since the pandemic yeah. and LeBron James is a really really big reason as to why I no longer watch the NBA. Yeah. Um, I've never seen a player protected to the extent that he's protected in the media to see emails be leaked from ESPN saying, you're not allowed to come at this guy. Um, when the, when the situation happened with Kobe, uh, where the, the girl ended up making what was later found out to be false accusations. Um, but we, that wasn't known at the time and the whole world was coming down on him and he played a game in Denver well, they were all chanting rapist. You yeah. know what Kobe did that night? He dropped 50-plus points. I believe it was 52. I'd have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it was 52. But I know he dropped 50-plus points that night with them chanting that at mm-hmm. him. Like, that's my problem with the whole deal is Michael's the GOAT. I'm not saying Kobe's better than Michael. But, like, yeah. to act like LeBron is better than Kobe, go back to the All-Star game back in the day. Whenever it's a tight game at the end, LeBron goes up to shoot it. Kobe closes out on him, and then LeBron passes it. Kobe rode LeBron all the way back down the court. He mm-hmm. was literally like almost verbatim telling him, if you want to be me, you've got to shoot that shot. Yeah. Why are you not shooting that shot? And that, to me, like epitomizes who those two guys are. And, yes, their game is different. Like, yes, LeBron's game – lends its lends itself more towards passing the ball mm-hmm. for sure but if you ask me best small forward of all time is larry bird like i can mm. i can put i can put together a team of 10 guys easy and leave lebron out and not think twice about it and again he's great but when when you when you put yourself out there the way he has it's hard for me it, it's hard to, to yeah. ignore it. I, I'm an all about ball kind of guy. You're not going to hear me. You're never, I promise you, you will never be able to pin me down left or right. You yeah. might think you, you might think you can, you're not, you don't know. You, you're never going to get it. I'm not going to talk about it. So like, cause I don't, because personally I don't line up with either one of them. That ain't yeah. me. Um, I'll think independently and do my own things. Some people are right about some things. Other times, other sides are right about it. I don't, I'll never get that blue versus red mentality. Yeah. But, but, when you put yourself so far on a, in a certain side, on a position, it doesn't matter to me whether he went super right or super left or yeah. whatever he did. 
he just went a certain direction with what he did where it's hard to ignore it. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't ignore it. So it's part of his story to me. And then when I see Michael Jordan say, I don't care. Republicans buy sneakers too. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. me. That okay. And then to see the way that Kobe treated it. Yes. That's what that's I'm, that's just who I'm going to like more, man. I'm about the ball. And LeBron's yeah. LeBron has put himself out there and been really wrong and been really hypocritical on a, on a litany of things. So unfortunately, like it's, that's part of his story that, you know, it's just, it's just hard to ignore it. It is what it is. He's put himself in that position. I would be honest with you, Blake. I was turned off by him saying, I think I'm the greatest player ever play this game because even MJ, who, if you put a gun to his head would say, yeah, I'm the best player. And I'm sure there's probably a clip out there of him smoking a cigar with some alcohol in his hand. Going, <laughs> Ain't nobody better than me. Yeah. I, I'm sure that exists. But like in the moment when asked about it at the podium, he said, I can't, I can't ignore Dr. J. I can't ignore Kareem. He said, I can't ignore magic. He said, I can't ignore the guys that played in the era before mine. He always, when he was paying homage to the other guys, well, LeBron say last night, I'm the best to ever play this game, buddy. I'd take T-Mac over you, dog. <laughs> hey, look, man, and, and like, here's the thing, Dustin, is, like, don't get me wrong, bro. What we've seen out of LeBron we'll probably never get to see again, right? No, not in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, we're not saying that uh, because the longevity of just 20 years, and I can remember being in middle school watching this dude play on ESPN mm-hmm. and right, just right. Uh, the all-time greatness from St. Vincent, St. Mary, and the – and the predictions of him being deemed the next Michael Jordan, and he lived up to all of that. He lived up to all of the hype. But, like, the way he acted in Boston the other night. Was it a foul? Yeah, it was a foul. No, bro, you acted like a two-year-old, okay? You yeah. acted Wendell, like Wendell a, handled it better at Knoxville. Yeah, like, you, you acted like yeah. a two-year-old right on the court and then you get up and say oh well we have to fight every single day uh for wins any way we can get them in this league okay then why do you sit out why, why does people on the lakers sit out six and seven games a year for load management load right? management. Well, come on bro <laughs> like like you're not making any sense you still had five extra minutes in overtime to win the game but you want to sit here and pout on the ground and act like a little girl and you know, just act like a two-year-old, bro. Like, come on. It's, Go back it's, to the uh, J.R. Smith thing, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, J.R. made a mistake. But y'all still got a – you still got a game to play. And you and see him just, on the he, bench. He's just over there completely despondent. Yeah, and he takes the paper towel and, like, puts it over his head, and he's just like, oh, you know, like – and J.R. JR even did a podcast, bro. Like, I've uh, seen it, yeah. Yeah, and he was like – they were like, man, what was going through your mind? And he was like, look, I know I messed up. And he was like, but then when I seen Bron and his body language, he was like, man, we lost. Like, he's like, because he was so disconnected from everybody else on the bench. Like, he was just like, it's over with, you know. And JR was like, that's the only time, like, I really kind of had beef with Bron was because, you know, he just made a scene when you shouldn't make a scene. And that's my only thing with him, man, is just, like, some of the stuff he does is just – I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way. And I'll be honest with you, Dustin. I think he sold his soul when he went to Hollyweird. All right. When he went to Hollyweird, all right, because I call it, I don't call it Hollywood because it's Hollyweird. All right. It's a strange place. And when he went out there, I don't think he went out there for basketball. I think he went out there for acting. I think he went out there uh, for money purposes. And honestly, I'll be honest with you. I think he went out there for his his kids like i think he went out there more for Bronny and 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 bryce to play at sierra canyon than he did himself all right and i'm cool with that but it's just weird like how he acts since he got to la he's just a different dude man that's why i can't rock with him as the greatest player of all time I, i just you know what he did was great. It's phenomenal. He broke the record. He deserves it. But just it's different, man. Like I, I like LeBron in Cleveland. That's the LeBron yeah. I like. The the stint in Miami was fun. It was cool. It was a blast. I loved it. But LeBron in Cleveland, that's who I like. That's the LeBron that is my guy. All right. 
Well, I'll say this. Um, going back his first year, in that first finals, first Nowitzki and all them, that is a big stain. And, and it's, yeah. it's he's got he's got great performances, right? Like again, when you're talking about the greats, you're really you really start picking hairs. Okay, I know what some of the performances he did versus Golden State. My jaw was on the floor like yeah. everybody else's. When Kyrie went out and when K-Love went out, what he did to keep his team in that, absolutely incredible. All-time stuff, okay? I'm not an idiot. But, like, it just – yeah, man, it just don't – it just don't vibe with me. I'll say this. If Pensacola had an NBA team or NBA NFL team or whatever it was, and I got drafted by them with the first overall pick, I'm never leaving. I'm nice. never leaving. And, you know, LeBron's a very tough dude and all that kind of stuff. I'm not calling this man soft, okay? He's a great. But some people are built different, bro. I would never leave my hometown. I damn sure wouldn't do it high and dry. That's I wouldn't fact, do it on – I would, I, would I would never do my city like that on live TV. That's crazy to me. Yeah, and the, the economic – stuff that come after that that just crashed the downtown area of cleveland like all of the bars that shut down because he left and like nobody would come downtown to watch the games after that and like just the amount of money that they lost was insane but uh, i agree with you there man like i feel the same way if mobile had a professional team and i was in that situation i just i couldn't leave my city but nope. you know other you know other people are different i don't know yep. but uh man Closing this thing out, Dustin. Uh, hopefully, Auburn can get back on track Saturday. I've enjoyed it, man. I uh, really appreciate it. I'll give you the final word, man. I appreciate everybody for listening. Y'all know to get on this YouTube, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. You can find me on Twitter at dmcshod28. And uh, Saturday is going to be the break. Uh, to me, this is we're getting to that point. Do or die. We got to do something right here. We lose this game, and and it's going to start being trouble. So. Appreciate everybody for listening. And uh, we got some big baseball stuff coming up next week, man. I'm excited about it. And appreciate you playing tough, uh, playing hurt tonight, brother. Man, uh, I appreciate it. I know I didn't normally bring the energy that I usually do, man. I'm just uh, – I'm not feeling too great, but I toughed it out, man. Got it done. I had to cancel on Josh the other night. It felt bad on that on Rising to the Occasion. Uh, just didn't have it in me, man. So uh, getting over this thing. But like you said, Lindsey Crosby of the Auburn Daily, and uh, the Locked On Podcast Network. I know he has his own little MLB podcast on there. Uh, he's going to come on here next Monday night, and we're going to talk Auburn baseball. So we're excited about that. Big-time guest. Uh, next weekend, Auburn kicks things off with Indiana at Plainsman Park. We're so excited. We cannot wait to dive in to this baseball season and just really hammer college baseball on this podcast, Dustin. Uh, so I'm excited, man. Big things ahead. Thank each and every one of you for listening to this podcast. And with that being said, we're out. We will catch you on the next one. War Damn Eagle.